0: Yes, 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 yes. Look at somebody as we get ready and say, let him be your assurance. Come on, say it powerful. Let him be your assurance today. Your assurance today. Your assurance today. Assurance is a guarantee, hallelujah. A guarantee, it's a guarantee. It's full confidence, full confidence. is also a positive declaration that gives you confidence and that's why we do our declaration in the middle before we start worship because that declaration gives us confidence to trust him amen confidence to trust him so today's message is um my assurance insurance can you say that there you go it's a tongue twister but you got it my assurance insurance can I have a little bit of water from somebody my assurance insurance okay my assurance insurance my assurance insurance um there's a little things that god does and sometimes he lets you know thank you um, that's fine he lets you know uh, oh maybe it is yeah okay commercial break for water okay you guys ready got your bibles you got your sword hello talk to me you got your sword even if it's on your phone just wave it in the devil's face and say i conquer i conquer i conquer i can't hear you come on say it louder if I was a devil I wouldn't be scared. I'm scared of Marilyn. I'm scared of Elder Daddy. I'm scared of Steph. I'm scared of My- Marilyn. I'm scared. I'm scared. I'm scared. I hear. Now I hear you. I hear you. I hear you. All right. Sometimes you got to like just let the devil know. I ain't scared I ain't scared because I got assurance, okay? I got assurance. I got assurance. Amen. Um, sometimes it's the little things that God will um it's the big things um that God does, okay? It's the big things that God does. And sometimes we don't even know. And then there are times when He'll let you in and give you a window. Um, just a reminder, it's first Sunday, so on First Sunday we're gonna keep the babies with us. Um, but it's the it's the it's the reminders that God uh God gives. So um I think it was Friday night or or something like that. Um, Uh, Pastor Darrell was going around the corner to a friend's house to uh, drop their daughter off and he um, he went down, um, he went around a corner went went under the underpass, around the corner to our friend's house, dropped their daughter off or picked up grace, something like that, came back around and within those that 10 minute window of going around the corner dropping off a child picking up and then coming back around a car on that underpass a car a lady was driving on the freeway I guess she lost control and just drove off the embankment down to this side street you know how like you'll just go under she ripped through a gate hit a concrete pole, light pole the pole crashed into the street concrete went everywhere both airbags. it was within him growing up the street with two minutes and coming back down that this happened and so you are just sometimes you're just in sync with God even your time me for getting something in the house and running back in. And sometimes you don't even know what you miss. And then sometimes God will say, oh, I just wanted to show you what I just spared you from, you know. And that's your assurance, insurance. Okay? You got it? You got it? Those are those moments where He'll just give you that insurance and just say, This is what your policy just did for you, okay? And so um, um it was so it was so fresh that when Pastor Daryl came back down the hill. People were outside, and he said they were so busy taking pictures. He said, Has anybody called the ambulance? Like, has any, you know, you're taking pictures of the street pole? Oh, that's going to be okay. This woman needs to go to the hospital. So thank God that she wasn't dead. But he, it was the underpass that he was going through. And it's moments like that that God will just say, I am your assurance insurance. Okay. I assure you, I am your, put your confidence in me because I will keep you. Amen. And we have so many different types of insurance. I mean, we, we do so much different stuff. We make sure we got every even our insurance has insurance okay i mean it's just crazy so we have car insurance health insurance home insurance life insurance renters insurance earthquake is, uh, insurance and then uh, in the in the south they got uh, what flood insurance i mean we have all these different types of insurance and uh, i know my mother-in-law had thought she had flood insurance and then the company just told her oh that wasn't the type of right insurance because there's one little clause that says xyzabc so your house wasn't covered and she had to walk away from her property but god is saying you work you work so hard hard to get natural insurance, but what about the supernatural insurance, okay? Because a supernatural insurance goes over those policies and it covers all the clauses that you forgot about, okay? Those little things, you know, we have life insurance and they sent us an email one day and said, oh, you have life insurance, but did you think about accidental death? What if you're driving down the street and a car runs off the uh, overpass and crashes into you? Are you covered then? just a quick note, we don't cover you for that. We only cover you for XYZ. So I just, I think we need to just make sure we have some supernatural coverage, okay? Supernatural coverage so we know that all our other stuff is covered. Amen? Amen. So let's look at Malachi 3 again, but let's look at it in a whole nother view, okay? Let's look at it again. You can read it. Um, um, I think I'm, I don't know which translation. I think I'm in New New American Standard Bible today, but you can pull up whatever um, um, passage you said. So let's go this because so many times we focus on the word robbing God and cursing we forget the rest okay so it says this are you there does the word work if you're there say the word works, the word works. and you can read it off the screen you this is kind of small but it's just for you to follow but it go in your um your notes and don't forget on the back of your bulletin there's a space for you to take notes okay so make sure you you mark that in the back so Malachi says this will a man rob God Yet you are robbing me. But you say, Lord, how have I robbed you? And he says, in tithes and offerings, you are cursed with a curse. For you are robbing me, the whole nation of you. Bring the whole tithe into the storehouse so that there may be food in my house. And test me. Everybody say, test me and test me now and this says the lord of hosts say that with me the lord of hosts okay if i will not open for you now this is this is this kind of stuff that god says and you go back lord i'm sorry but when i go back and read that That cannot make sense because he says, I will open up the windows, plural, okay, the windows of heaven and pour you out a blessing. How do you put one blessing through multiple windows, okay? It seems like you would say, if you say, I'm going to open up the windows, we would have blessings, okay? But he says, I will open up the windows and pour out a blessing until it overflows, that's that umbrella. That's that umbrella. Okay. Then I will rebuke the devourer for you so that it will not destroy the fruits of the ground, nor will your vine in the field cast its grapes, says, say it with me, the Lord of hosts. I can't hear you. The Lord of hosts. All the nations will call you blessed. Everybody you know will call you blessed, for you shall be a delightful desp- land, says who? The Lord of hosts. One more time. The Lord of hosts. Oh, okay. All right. Um, we may lose this because I forgot the charger. So. If we don't, just follow around, so, but I want to give you this really quick. Okay, now if you look in different translations, and if you look at all of Malachi 3, depending on the translation, you might see six to eight references of him being the Lord of hosts, okay? So the NIV says he's the Lord Almighty. The King James Amplified says he's the Lord of hosts. I love the message says he is God of the angel armies, okay? And then a new, a new English translation says he is the Lord who rules over all. Now let's look at this because this is a thing, a host I remember one of my my old pastors said a host is approximately it's like an average of two hundred and fifty uh, uh, a- angels at God's disposal in a host. So God says He is the Lord of hosts. So now go to the next one. Look at this this military breakdown. Okay, so a squad has about uh, eight to twenty four soldiers in it. Okay. Okay, got that? A platoon has about 16 to 50. Now, a platoon is made up of two or more squads. So when those squads come together, they make a platoon. And that's 16 or 50 soldiers. Then if you take the platoons and double that, you have a what? A company. And that's about 100 or 250 uh, uh, soldiers. That would be like a host, okay? Then if you take the companies and you quadruple that, you get a battalion. And a battalion is 400 to 1,000 soldiers in a battalion. Okay. This is it. So God said, I am the Lord of hosts. I oversee the squad, the platoon, the company, the battalion, and I multiply as I go. Okay. So look at this now. Now currently in 2016, it says this in our armed forces, it says there are approximately 1,301,000 and 300,000 people in the army. Okay not counting the 811,000 that just serve in the reserve components, okay? So that is about 2 million soldiers protecting this one nation. And God says, and I got you that. I got you over that. I top that. Because that's one nation. So God said, I am the God of the platoon. I'm the God of the squad. I'm the God of the company. I am the God of the battalion. And then in your nation, whatever covers your nation, I got that. Then you go overseas and you look at China or Korea, you go, that ain't probably enough because they starting to do some other stuff over there. So we probably need more than that. And so God is saying, get a picture of when I tell you I am what? The Lord of hosts. Okay. I am the Lord of hosts. And so in second Kings, we see when we, when we we need to get the picture of him being the Lord of hosts. He is the Lord of, he is the God of the angel armies. So in heaven, we got to look at the spiritual atmosphere in heaven. He has, he has troops and platoons just at ranking, just ranking. And Satan left and took a third of them and that didn't even budge God. That didn't even stop him. Okay. When Daniel cried, he said what? He said, Michael, the, 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 the commander of, uh, I think Michael is probably a commander, excuse me, of some of the battalions. Uh-oh. Excuse me, commercial break. Pull up, 2 Kings in your uh, 16, in your Bible. I didn't mean to take in ice. 2 Kings 16. Let's get a look at this because I know this is small print, but I just wanted to put it up. It says, now. now let's look at what this picture looks like. This is what the prophet of God can see, okay? Because God says, I give you power over spiritual principalities, over rulers of spiritual authority, over the rulers of the darkness, over demons and imps. I give you power over all that. So now we see, now the heart of King the king of Aram was enraged over these things. I'm starting in the middle of the story. These are kings warring against kings in Israel, and God is covering his people. And he said, he, because every time he went to get his enemy, The enemy got the heads up that he was coming, and so he would bounce. So every time he got there, that king was gone, so he could never get him. So he got mad about it, and he called his servants together and said, Will you tell me which one of you is for the king of Israel? Every time he tried to block the king of Israel, the king of Israel knew what was up and wasn't there. And so this is what one of his, uh, it says, one of his servants said, No, my Lord, O king, he said, but Elijah, the prophet who is in Israel, he tells the king of Israel the words that you speak in your bedroom. (laughs) Did you hear that? So he said, so the king is calling his advisors together. And he said, who, where is the, where's the mole in our camp? Who is spreading lies? Who is telling the other, our enemy what's going on? And he says, Lord, I got to just let you know, it's one man a prophet from God, and he goes and tells the other king what you say in your bedroom, in your closest of quarters, okay, that's 16, chapter 16, verse 11 and 12. In verse 12, it says the prophet who is in Israel tells the king of Israel the words that you speak in in your bedroom. So he said, go and see where he is that I might send and take him. And I was told, and, and it was told him saying, behold, he is in Dothan. And he sent horses and chariots and a great army there. And they came by night and surrounded the city. All these armies for one man. Because they were like, if this prophet, John, is going in and he knows the secrets that I have in my inner that means I don't have any. How does this prophet of God supernaturally impose himself into my private sanctuary, get my information, and a whole nation is saved? He was like, kill him. And they were like, so he sends a whole army for one man. I mean, one man, he sends armies and they get on their horses and they surround the whole city. Now look at this. The prophet, they had an army. The prophet had one servant, one servant with them. And when the attendant of the man of God rose up early and he went outside, oh, I'm sorry. Uh, verse 15. Okay. Now when the attendant and the man of God rose up early and he went outside an army with horses and chariots were circling the city and his hurt servant said, uh oh, master, what are we going to do now? And verse 16, he said, don't fear. Wait a minute, wait a what? First king. Second Kings 16, verse 15, is that not right? No. Oh, I'm sorry. No. Then I made an error. Try First Kings because there's no other, that's, it's in Kings. Oh, Second Kings 6. I'm sorry. Apologies, my dyslexia. Second Kings 6, okay, it's really in there. I didn't make it up, okay. It was a, y'all did good. See, you actually read your word. Look at you, look at you. See, don't trust the screen. You got to open up the book, okay? You got your book with you, right? Okay. Everybody with me? Second Kings 6, and now I've moved to verse 15 and 16, okay? All right, everybody there? So the, sir, the word works. So the servant goes outside. Now, look, this is a thing. It says that an army, one army came for one man. Are you with me? Let's do the math. One army came for one man. So that could have been a battalion. Okay, he could have, if he, if this is about the secrets, he could have called in the squad, the troops, the platoons, the company, and the battalion. He could have sent about 500, 600 um, men to take down one man. The one man had one servant. The servant goes outside and sees the army, the horses, and the soldiers, and he got scared. And so he says, what are we going to do? And the man of God said, don't be afraid. He said, don't be afraid. There are more with us, with us. There are more with us than with them. Well, wait a minute. It's an army of them. It's possibly 400 to 600 to 1,000 men, and it's you and me. And you're telling me, don't be afraid. That's right. There are more what? With us than with them. Then Elijah prayed and said, oh, Lord, I pray, open his eyes so that he can see. And the Lord opened the servant's eyes. And when he opened up his eyes, there were horses and chariots of fire all around Elijah. Because what? The Lord of hosts said, test me and see if I won't do it. He did not say, see, this is the thing. God has so many names. And when I was looking at Malachi three. I said, Lord, why are you taking your warring, your warring commander army name into the ties? And he said, I did that on purpose. If you look in Malachi, he kept saying over it, everything he declared, the Lord of hosts, the Lord of hosts. Three times in that one passage, give me the ties Don't rob me. Test me and improve me, says the Lord of hosts. And I will rebuke the devourer, says the Lord of hosts. I'm going to do it, says the Lord of hosts. Why are you doing it? He said, because I am reminding you that I command the armies. And when you're back is against the wall what comes to your disposal horses and chariots and armies come around you so it may look like it's just you and you and your little bank account and no job a job up and down i don't know what i'm gonna do and god says open your eyes and see open your eyes and see why am i telling you the lord of hosts will surround you why am i telling you test me because i know i am lord of the battalions okay not the battalion but the battalions and then he said and and then this is a thing, this is a thing. The prophet already knew. He said, I have the power to go in your bedroom and find out what's working against me. So he said, Lord, I'm gonna ask you this. Lord, if you opened up my eyes so we can see, now blind their eyes so that they can't see. So, people forget to call you and collect on what they were supposed to collect because God said, What? There's an army around you. There's a circle of fire in you. And that's why He said, Test me in this. Prove me. And He kept telling you, Who is telling you this? I have all these personalities. I am the El Shaddai. Sometimes you need comfort. I'm the multi breasted one. Sometimes you need peace. I'm the God of peace. I'm Jehovah Shalom. Sometimes you need healing. I'm Jehovah Rapha. I'm all the, but today, When you come and you test me and prove me, who shows up? The Lord of hosts. You got that? God of the angel armies, all right? You need another picture? Go to Revelation 19. Look at this. Look at this. Because this is what we serve. See, this is what this is what we do. And it says, this is what God does for us. And he said, and I saw heaven. Open up Revelation 19, go to verse 11 through 16. And I saw heaven. This is, here's another prophet, the man of God, John. John, God said, let me, let me, okay. He said, John, you're living down there you don't quite understand what's really going on. And so it says that John got caught up, okay? And God took him into the heavenly realm, and he said, this is what you need to see. He said, and I saw heaven. I saw, say it with me, saw. When God opens your spiritual eyes, you get a deeper revelation. And I behold, a white horse, and he who sat on the horse was called what? Faithful and true. And in righteousness, he judges. And what does he do? He wages war. And his eyes are a flame of fire. And on his head are many diadems and crowns. A diadem was a Persian strap that, that, that connected the crown to the king's head. And he doesn't have one. But what he did, when he goes down, he says, oh, you think you're in control? I got your crown. He snatches crown of all your enemies and says, you are not in control of my child. And so he says, I am riding with all these crowns on my head. And his name is written on him that nobody knows but himself. And he's clothed in a robe, dipped in blood. And his name is called what? The Word of God. And listen to it in verse 14. And The armies, say it with me, the armies which are in heaven, clothed in fine linen, white and clean, were following him on white horses. And from his mouth came a sharp sword that he struck down the nations. He comes after your Don't You don't have to worry about nobody talking about you. There is no word you can come up with that can jam somebody up if you know that the word, he has a sword in his mouth. And you say, you know, I'm going to just step out of the way. Because the Lord of hosts is about to come through. And in his mouth, he has what? He has a sharp sword in his mouth. Amen? And he will rule. And it says this. Now, this is the He says he treads the winepress where the wrath of God is, the Almighty. And on his robe, and I love it, on his thigh. Like, Jesus has a tattoo. It says, King of kings. And what? Lord of lords. And so, stop trying to paint Jesus like some weak, mamsie pamsy walking with the little sheep. He said, I am the commander of the army. And when you call, it says in Psalm 18, my voice came to him and he broke through the clouds and he parted the sky and he came down on a white horse. And so I love it because in Lord of the Rings, it says that he kept telling the uh, uh, Gandalf before he left. He said, look for me on the third day at the top of the morning coming in from the clouds. And he said, OK, and they're fighting and everything's coming down. He's like, yeah we ain't, this ain't going, I don't think. And you know, you just go through. He said, what was the word? He said, look for me on the third morning at the top of the day. And man, when he got so tired and so weary, and they were fighting and nothing was going through, it says all of a sudden the sun came up and then angels and horses just streamed over the hill and they just came in in one second, wiped out the enemy. Nobody can take you out. Stop being afraid of bill collectors. Stop being afraid of doctors reports. Stop being afraid because the Lord of is surrounding you. I, I believe it. I believe it. I believe it. I know he is. He is surrounding me. He is surrounding me. He is surrounding you. And so go back to Malachi 3 11. And so he said, The Lord of hosts, okay, the angels of army. So that is why God said in verse 11, If you test me and prove me and give me the first all of the time, remember, where's my chopped up dollar from last week? He says, Stop chopping it up and being in control. He says, This is what I will do in verse 11. I will. Will rebuke the devourer for you, so that it will not destroy the fruits of the grounds, nor will your vine in the fields cast his grape, says who? Lord Lord of hosts. That's it. He settled it. He settled it. That's why we don't give it. It was never ours in the first place. The Lord of hosts said what? What did we learn last week? Return the tithe. Return the tithe. How many offerings did we talk about last week that there are to give? Five, okay? Five, the burnt offering, the peace offering, the grain offering, the sin offering, the atonement offering, the thank you offering. Nowhere in scripture does it say, give me a leftover offering. Doesn't say it. It does not say, it won't tell you, you take care of you and give me what's left. God doesn't deal in leftovers. If you want a left, if you give a leftover blessing, you will get a leftover army. But if you give him all and return it back to him, he said you have access to the entire armies of heaven. I ain't man shit about so. Yeah, I I felt that thing. The tithe is your assurance policy. It's me and John, me and Patrick. I don't care. It's the assurance policy that everything, Byron, is going to turn out for my good. That's why you say it's working for my good. That's why you can go into the unseen realm. You got to stop looking here and there. The prophet said, if you're going to roll with me, you got to look up. God opened his eyes so that he could see. Lord, let him see all that's around him. And when you can see it, then you're not afraid. You are not worried. You just say, it ain't mine anyway. God, take it. What else do you want? Because I am not afraid. I was going into surgery, and I was reeling it, and mom was there. My aunt was there. My uncle was there. And they were like, they had me sign the hysterectomy documents. And God said, I uh stop. They can't go in the, it's just me, you, and the army are going in the operating room. They can stay here. You're going in with the God of the angel armies. I stayed in surgery three hours over the time. A doctor stood over me in recovery and said, you're gonna hemorrhage, you're not gonna make it. You, this girl's gonna bleed out And in my foggy, messed up mind. I said, the Lord, what, rebuke you. The Lord rebuke you. My aunt was at work the other day. This is, oh, you got to have a testimony. My aunt was at work. They called the ambulance said she was having a heart attack, and she got on the phone. And when they were at the hospital, my aunt called my mom. All the siblings got on the phone, and she said this. Before she was going into surgery, she said, Marlene, get my ties out the top drawer in my bedroom. Pay my ties. Yeah. That's all she was worried about. And when they opened her up, nothing was there. They sent her home the next day because the Lord of armies was already in the room. Was already in the room. I don't need a do not resuscitate. All I need to know, I am covered. I am covered. I am covered. I am covered. covered. He will rebuke the devourer for my sake. I've seen him do it. I've seen him do it. I've seen him do it. I know he'll do it. He will rebuke the devourer for you. Those things that eat up, eat up, take away all your stuff. I I love it. This is what mom said. She said, don't pay your cable bill. Pay your angels first. Pay your angels first. Take care of God's house, and your house will always, always, always. What has covered your peace in your marriage, healing in your body, favor over your creativity? This is the thing. He is the creator of the universe. So when I step out of me and I step into him, he'll give me a – Mom used to always tell me, she told me this when I graduated high school, never look for a job. Create a job. You are walking with God of the angel armies. He will open up a way for you, and he will do it. So, God, his favor will come over you. Children will be saved. Miracles in your finances. That's why in 2 Corinthians 9, I love this. He said, God loves a cheerful giver. God, I turn it over you. I'm laughing at the enemy because the Lord of hosts is about to wipe you out. Yeah. He will wipe you. And just laugh at it. Just laugh at it. Laugh at it. And that's why after all of that, after he said the Lord of hosts three times, Three times, I love the living Bible. He said, try it. Let me prove it to you. Let me prove it to you. Let me, I I double dog dare you. Isn't that what they used to say? I double dog, double dog, double dog dare you, says God. I will prove it to you. Because the hosts of God are waiting at your disposal. They are waiting at your disposal. They are waiting at your disposal. They're waiting at your disposal. And so we stand there. In need, needing God, because if anybody has a need, that's odd, but. Standing there, and if you don't have a need, a need is somewhere looming out there. So I would just be covered, you know. I would just, you know, just just front side, right side. Every time you get in your car, you know you get, if somebody does come off an overpass, you got, you know, got co-working for you. So, you know, be covered because you don't know what's going on. You don't know what, you don't know. Somebody, okay, you better self uh, all state, triple A, but I got God, I got the Lord of hosts. Is my insurance bill paid? We good, we good. Bring it on, devil. We good, we good and I like it because in Revelation 12 11 it says this he says that they triumphed over him by the blood of the lamb and by the word of their testimony and they did not love their lives so much as to shrink from death so this is the thing you when you go back to the heavenlies and Jesus is there with a robe on and it's dipped in blood because he already made the sacrifice and then it says he has his name written on his thigh king of kings and lord of lords and he has the whole army sitting on a horse waiting for you that's what I love about about the book, This Present Darkness, because the angels are looking at you saying, come on, come on, pray, pray. And he's like, hold on, Michael Michael, the archangel's like, one second, one second. And he said, pray, pray. Uh, they're gonna they're gonna return it. They're gonna do everything. They're gonna walk in it. Okay, wait, hold on. They're like, now, now? And you got the, the all demonic spirits down are going, yeah, we got this, we got this. And the angels are saying, give us the word, Lord, give us the word. And we defeat the enemy. It says they try them um, for two reasons. You defeat the enemy by the blood, the blood, the blood, the blood the blood, the blood. Lord, I messed up. The blood, the blood, the blood. And then he said, the word of my testimony, okay? The word of my testimony. And so we just say, I love it because my brother-in-law had 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 a, a, a brilliant career in the NFL. And then he went to the Canadian team and something in his gut told him, go back one more time. And he said, Lord, I don't know. I don't know if I can go back to the NFL. I'm almost about to collect retirement. And the Lord said, go knock on that door one more time. And before he could call them, they called him. And a friend of his said, look, man, I just got, traded to this other team i think you should come in and interview and he went in there and uh and i can't think of the coach babe probably knows and this it was three guys they flew him in for a six hour window flew him in lined up three guys you know who you're going up against he's been at this canadian team he's like lord i don't even think you know I'm like, look at these guys, Mike Singletary, sitting next to me. They're not going to choose me. And he, they go in. Each of them went to interview. They put him in the car, drove him right back to the airport. He said, when he landed, when he landed, when he landed, the phone, the, the voicemail was there. And he said, oh, God, I can't, I can't. I don't know, I don't know, I don't know, I don't know. I can't listen. And God said, pick up the phone, call the man back. He was in the airport, went into a corner. He said, God, I don't know. I, I just don't know. God said, call him back. And the man said, hey, I was hoping your flight would land soon. He said, you ready to come? You ready? And he said, I'm sorry, ready for what are we talking about are you ready to come we picked you can you be here next week and then I'm just like the Lord of hosts said so I will raise your name up above the pile I will put your name up and he said and my sister said he called her and he just had to call her back he said I don't even know how God opened this up but they have consistently consistently covered God in their tithes honor God with their offerings honor God with everything and God says won't I will Won't I will? That's the word. Stand up. I'm done. Won't I will? Won't I will? Try it and let me prove it to you. Won't I will? I didn't say it. The Lord of hosts said it. The Lord of hosts said it. The Lord of hosts. Why do we ask you give a tithe testimony? Because the Lord of hosts is fighting for you. you you got to give it. you gotta say, I got to say, I triumphed. The army came through for me. My mother raised two daughters, a single parent. We went to the top private school in Virginia, never missed a note. Why? Because the Lord of hosts did it for her. Do you understand me? The Lord of hosts. I wasn't on no scholarship. Every month, a supernatural provision. The armies just said, is she ready? Is she ready? Go. And then the armies said, that's why when Daniel was up, the the angel said, Daniel, it was already done. done. It's done. It's done. It's done. That's the other part. That's the other part. Last week was a setup, but this week, cast your bread. Cast your, throw your grain upon the water. Throw your grain. You don't even have to follow it and see where it goes. He said, it's going to return back to you. Because if you return it to God, it's going to return back to you. He said, throw it out, throw it out, throw it out, and see if God won't do it. It's not hard to teach on tithes and offerings anymore because I'm trying to get the army to have your back. (laughs) Live holy. Return the tithe, give the offering, and watch them do it. Test a in it. Lord, we thank you. Lord, I, I see anybody in here need them to fight for you. Come on. Come on, Lord of hosts. Open their eyes, God. I command it right now. Lord, I command it that you will open their eyes so that they can see the fire that's around them, that they can see the breaking of day, that they can see the army coming on their behalf because they test you, God. They test you, Lord. God is a strategic God. He said it's a it's a cycle. I give to you, you give to me. I give to you, you give to me. He said, but not part of the tithe, not some of the tithe, not when you feel like tithe, not a leftover offering, huh? What did he say? Give it all to me. Return it. Return it. Return it. Sometimes we just got to say, "Lord, I I love it because and I, I hope she doesn't even mind me sharing it." But no, OA came to me and she said, "I don't have anything coming in right now." I said, "Girl, sign the paper. Sign the paper and tell God, I'm going to give it to you, Lord. I'm going If you open it up one more time, God, I'm going to give you the tithe." Come on. I said, "Take the challenge and jump in the water." When I was working for for Babyface, they had 3 months worth of money waiting. I was an independent contractor three months, just waiting for the money, waiting for the money, waiting for the money. And I said, you know what, devil? I'm tired of you. This is before online pay and all that stuff. I got my car, drove in traffic from Pasadena to Inglewood, paid $250, returned $250 before it came through. And I said, now, God, I'm testing you. What you gonna do? When I got, this was before cell phone day, I got back, the voicemail was waiting. Teresa, I know it's late. You can come pick up your check. We love you. We're so sorry. Okay, your check is here. That's what I'm talking about. I know him that much. I know so we're not telling you something that's manipulative. This is to get the army, the army. Some people say, do it and you'll get a Rolls Royce. You don't need a Rolls Royce. You need God to cover your marriage. You're, this single people, before you get married, you need God to cover your marriage, okay? Cause God don't deal in time. God already knows what's about to happen. You need God to cover your kids. Did you hear what Elder Terry said? She said, when I didn't have insurance, I never got sick. And when I finally got health insurance, and all of a sudden God said, okay, I'll let you go to doctor. Yeah. You, Lord, we thank you. thank you. Get an offering envelope in your hand. We're going to prepare for offering, and we're going to prepare for tithes and offering. We're going to prepare for communion. It what a word, what a word, what a word, what a word.